our final week of Cabra Matters. Uh, we're calling it Cabra Matters because Cabra Matters to God and to us. And in this last week, uh, we're going through the last chapters uh, of uh, Gregory Kukul's book called Tactics. And they're called, these two chapters are called Mini Tactics and More Sweat, Less Blood. And just as a reminder of why we've gone through this uh, whole series is uh, at our church, we had, um, we started a campaign prior to lockdown called Let's Go to One in 21. Uh, we call it Let's Go 21 uh, because we we want everyone to go and reach out to our neighbors to uh, bring them the gospel, uh, which uh, begins by praying for opportunities and then connecting to people uh, relationally. And then at some point, uh, preaching the gospel by you know, sharing, opening up God's word so that God will transform their hearts. Uh, that's what we really want to get out of this. And from our experience, uh, we all of us can pray uh, and then it's just a bit tricky like what do you do from there as you connect with people like so we have conversations can go to all sorts of places and so this book has really been helpful in just giving us a few more kind of tools in the toolbox to know where to steer things when certain where depending on how conversations go what to do from there and so um that's why we have it and this in this final edition um in these two chapters what I found uh, Gregory Kukul doing is uh, he has just a whole list of different tactics. It's kind of like a summary uh, of um, like a lot of the things that he says in the book, but then just kind of like in like a, uh, you know, when you go to like a party and there's like a whole, a, a platter with lots of different foods and dips and sort of things. It's kind of feels a bit like that. There's like lots of different things here that are all really yummy and tasty and helpful, but you, you may not want to do all of them kind of at the same time. Uh, so, um, just as a kind of precursor before we dive into the tactics, uh, my recommendation as you listen to this one is think of these as different tools in your toolbox uh, in terms of how to use them. You won't be using your drill or your hammer or your screwdriver all at the same time. You just don't have that many hands, nor does a job require you to do that all at the same time, uh, but you might use them one after the other. And so keep your toolbox handy, keep the, keep this book on your bookshelf and use it. Uh, because when we engage with people, uh, it'll be helpful to come back to this and to reflect over our conversations and to keep putting it into practice because there are really helpful things in, in this whole book about you know, different ways to steer conversations. Um, so that, that, that'll be my recommendation. Um, Will, Hien, do you have any other kind of recommendations before we dive into uh, the actual tactics? Yeah, I think I like the idea of like being prepared. Um, so I think like one of the things is like if you haven't um, come across an objection before, like, and then someone objects or says something and you're taken kind of off guard, and you don't really know how to respond. So I feel like, um, you know, overall this book has been helpful in getting us to be prepared um, in any situations. Um, you know, when even if someone comes up with an objection that you haven't heard before, you could use, you know, the Columbo tactic to kind of like, you know, um, maneuver through the conversation to learn more about the objection and i think these two last chapters is kind of like a reinforcement of that like just going yeah you know we need we need to practice we need to come across more objections and think reflect through how we would um, respond to them and then there's a bunch of just like yeah tactics that you could use in a conversation to kind of like steer things around and maneuver around that so i felt like it's kind of like a summary 
helpful, um, yeah, as you said, smorgasbord of different little things to try out in a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with Will as well. But, you know, sometimes you yeah, all those things are helpful, and you just got to read it and do it. Yeah, <laughs> practice, just read it, and do it, and we recommend to, to read because it's a good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, so that's the case then. Um, let's just go through some of the things that he talks about uh, in this these final two chapters. Um, so he mentions uh, the, one of the first ones that kind of stuck with me was he mentions uh, kind of def it's, no, he doesn't say deflect, but it's kind of like refer to Jesus. It's like if there's an issue that comes up uh, and people are kind of taking stabs at you know Christianity or taking stabs at what the Bible says, well, you can always refer to Jesus. <laughs> You know, use his words. Um, let him be the one that kind of not takes the blame, but you can kind of defer to him because uh, then it's really just saying, okay, let's not hear from me. Let's hear from Jesus. If your issue is with Christianity, it's with the issue is with him, not me. And I find that helpful because it just kind of um, makes it less personal. <laughs> it's like, okay, you got an issue with uh, what the Bible says about, let's just say, same-sex marriage. Okay, let's hear what Jesus says about it. Um, yep. that one's a bit tricky because he doesn't say too many explicit things about it but uh, that being said there are still things that you can he does say explicitly which then you can then kind of work from there like he gives clear principles um, so that yeah. was one thing um, I found that helpful yeah. as well like it, it seems quite biblical because like you know one of the things that we say is that like um, when you share the gospel with someone and they reject you well they're not rejecting just you they're rejecting the one who sent you Jesus. yeah so yeah. we really want to make sure that what we say is like from God's word, from the Bible. And if it's if if Jesus has said something about the topic, then it's good to be able to quote him, um, yeah. so that when, when it's clear that when they're rejecting um, our kind of views, it's actually they're rejecting Jesus's views. Mm. Um, and I think one thing he also mentioned was was that Jesus has uh, more credibility still at, um, in in society. And so if we're talking about you know Jesus, uh, there's there's still some kind of like understanding that oh yeah, Jesus was a historical person and he was at least a good teacher. You know, like most people would kind of agree with that. And yeah. so uh, his words would carry a little bit more weight um, for even non-Christians. So I thought I thought that was a useful observation. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think it also um, takes the burden off you. And also, you know, sometimes we, we get too, too caught up in our own things and, you know, we're great, we're good, whatever, we're good with words or, yeah, it takes, it takes, yeah, takes a burden off you. And then, you know, this is what Jesus says. And, um, yeah, so I found that really helpful. I found that helpful. Uh, so it's helpful in, you know, in confrontation because so most of the times you try to, you know, rack your brains and how can I fight this person with, you know, some good arguments, but it's really not you fighting the good arguments. It's, it's Jesus yeah. fighting with yeah. it, not you. Yeah, I, I think that's like this, like many other things mentioned in the book, it's just, it's instinctive for me to kind of defend and to raise my opinions, but actually, <laughs> it'll take time to correct this, but actually let's just point people back to Jesus. It's like, actually, you've got an issue. Let's let's see what Jesus says about this. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, like maybe that could just be the, the slight tweak. Um, yeah, yeah I, think, the, I think I had a yeah. lesson. I learned a lesson of that um, when I was doing student ministry. Um, so some guy from the church, he was asking, oh, you know, because he's uh, a Syrian background. Mm. And he was saying, oh, you know, you go to theological college. Did they say anything about the, 
the you know Noah's Ark and the flood and stuff, but how how there's ancient writings from like you know Assyria that talks about like a flood and so on. And what is it? That, and sometimes it's a little bit different to what the Bible says. You know, it predates the Bible. What 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 do you say about that? And then I'll I'll just kind of try to say, well, you know, just because other cultures had a a um a similar story doesn't mean that the Bible one is wrong. Like, shouldn't it say that you know most that means it should be a fact then because there's other cultures that attest to it and then another guy chimed in and he says said look jesus <laughs> jesus ag- agreed that there's a noah's that like noah exists like he, he he said the old testament is true you know what i mean and then because jesus believes in the old testament that's good enough for me i believe in the old testament i'm like dude that's a strong argument that's true isn't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's the first one it's like just def- defer or refer to jesus uh, where possible because he has more cred than we do um the second one that he talks about is sticks and stones uh, so basically if someone starts like you might be talking about a particular issue and then someone just starts to attack you uh, and kind of make um, yeah, attacks on your character well sticks and stones seems to say well um if that's the case uh well for example if someone says christians are bigots right in your face then what do you do at that point really it's just asking well what do you mean by bigots like what is a bigot can you kind of just elaborate a bit more on it show show me what you mean by that um and then kind of just uh explain well uh how do i kind of fit that definition if i can put it that way um it also reminds me as well that as he um uh, if that happens you can even narrate uh what's happening in the uh, in the conversation like i forget where he's, he mentioned this but it was a bit earlier it's like well you could say well here, here's the issue at hand that we're talking about um i've noticed now that you've actually shifted the conversation to make an attack on me um just wondering you know like what's happening there like like do we can we get back on track and go back to the actual issue and discuss that that's that's what it reminds me of um mm. yeah um more to add guys what do you reckon uh, pretty much it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> sticks and stones. It's pretty, yep. Don't think I've missed anything there. Have I... yep, whenever someone change, shifts it to a character thing, just yeah, like it's not relevant. Yeah. Uh, so you know, how does it add to your like? You know, what would it take away from the, the truth? Yeah. 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 I mean, this is probably a spanner in the works, but I find this particularly tricky, like in the online space. Like, mm. Especially, what do you do when someone? I don't know, post an article on Facebook or like you see comments and comment feeds like on websites and other places. Like, what do you do in that kind of space? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a bit tricky. Um, yeah, but maybe that we can talk about that another time or we can talk about that offline. Let us know your thoughts. I, I reckon that's, that's worth a discussion uh, in itself. Um, the third one that he talks about is moving towards the objection. Uh, so that one's basically like, well, Normally, we might try to run away from uh, something that someone says, but instead of that, um, he would say, well, let's actually embrace it. So, for example, the church is full of hypocrites. I'm like, you could say, well, no, it's not. <laughs> like, that would be like an instinctive defense. Uh, but actually, you could say, actually, yes, it is. It's full of hypocrites. Like, we're actually no different to people um, uh, outside of church. The only difference, actually, we, we do have is that we have a living relationship with Jesus. Right, and he saves people like us who are hypocrites, and so that actually 
in a way diffuses um, the argument. Mm -hmm. uh, it adds a bit more cred because you're not just defending and getting argumentative. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Any other kind of thoughts or examples on this one? Yeah, I yeah, think. I think yeah, oh, so sorry, go ahead. no, I was going to say, um, yeah, it just helps uh, uh, legitimizing their 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 point or, or their issue, and yeah. saying, uh, yeah, you agree with the issue, and say, oh, this guy agrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can go now. Will. Yeah, I, th I, I was going to say this, kind of the same thing as well. Like, um, I think this one is good if we uh, are prepared with the usual objections, so we can mm. like we we know we can see them coming. And then, and then, because I think with this one, you have to do a bit of quick thinking in going. Does that objection, in any way, like um, damage or, or like shut down my argument? Mm. You know what I mean? So if you're saying you know, Jesus rose from the dead, and then someone says, "Oh, but then Christians are, are hypocrites," then you know it's mm. not relevant, right? Like whether Christians are hypocrites or not, it's not relevant to to the claim that you made. So then you mm. can just agree with them. Yeah. And 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 then say, well, but did it, does it do anything to to this like disqualify my claim that Jesus rose from the dead? No. Okay, mm -hmm. so then let's let's go back to the topic of Jesus rising from the dead. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do you have any objections to that? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think if we're if we're used to hearing the different various objections, like Christians are bigots, Christians are hypocrites, um, you know, or like or like um, God ordered genocide in Canaan um, hmm. then we would go oh well just because they might say that we could kind of go well it doesn't really um, defeat our worldview or our point hmm. so we can go yeah sure this is that's what happened but let's explain it further or something hmm. yeah and I, I think the power in this this tactic is it acknowledges the other person and hmm. like their concerns because if the other person doesn't feel heard or it feels like they're just kind of being speaking past us then they're not really going to listen and so if you acknowledge them and they feel heard then hopefully then they'll be in a posture where they'll be happy to listen to what mm. then what you have to say then afterwards sure it's a good one <laughs> i'll try to use it more and not just in like evangelism circles it's, it's just good like with people like in disagreements and yep. you know families and kids and you know all sorts of things mm. the the next one uh, is watching our language. And I was like reading through this and thinking, yeah, guilty as charged. Like we often use Christian lingo a lot, uh, particularly like in Bible studies or in preaching scenarios, we can use terms like sin, faith, gospel, um, Bible. Uh, and I just found this helpful when he points out, well, you can substitute it um, words like, uh, instead of the Bible, you could say, you know, Jesus of Nazareth or the ancient Hebrew prophets or um, you know the primary source documents for the life of Jesus. Uh, you can use words like trust or convictions for instead of faith. You can use uh, acts of rebellion or moral crimes against God instead of sin. So already I was just thinking, oh yeah, <laughs> I should probably do that more. Eh? Like it just makes it like sound a bit um, like I guess e like there's a thing about like there's a message, the intention of the message, and then the message that's heard. So the intention is we want people to understand what the Bible is saying, but then people may not actually hear it because there's just too much Christian jargon. Yeah. Um, my quick reflection on this one is like, we don't want to sacrifice these terms altogether. Like we still want to say words like sin, faith, gospel, worship, uh, but it, I don't think it can just 
I, I would say mix it up because if it's only those words, then people won't understand what we're saying. Uh, if we don't say these words, then people might actually like we're losing something at the same time. Like th that is the language that we're given in the Bible. Um, the word worship does mean a lot of things and can be hijacked to mean other things. Um, so like, yeah, like we don't want to get rid of them altogether. And I don't think that's what he's saying. Um, he would just say, mix it up, be creative, try to use different words so that people will actually hear the message that you're intending to say. Yeah. I think um, something that could be useful is like, you know, just define the term when you use it. Hmm. So you say, oh, you know, um, when you're talking about sin, you go, yeah, this, this is what the word sin means. Sin could hmm. mean like, you know, moral crimes against God hmm. because we're all made moral uh, and, and God is a moral God and we failed that standard and that's what sin is. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like what you're saying, like don't, don't abandon the use of the word but maybe perhaps we could use it and then yeah. define it for them mm. and go yeah when i talk about sin this is what i mean mm. um, and that might be helpful for people because then you know it means that because you we need to acknowledge that we're not in a vacuum like mm. they might have other christians in their lives and then the other christians might use these terms mm. so if we helpfully define them for them then they could kind of like you know understand what other people mean when they talk about the, the same use the same terms i think like some of the words that i've used at the time or or meaning to those words have you know, drifted away from the real meaning and like what you're saying will is um, you know reclaiming uh the meaning of those words so that they become more um i guess effective for the hero mm -hmm. by defining it so re reclaim like you know that's yeah yeah um yep i've got nothing to add to that i think yeah i agree with all, all that's been said there um the last tactic uh well sorry second last is uh the power of so it's like so what so uh we've used this example before but like you know christians are hypocrites if someone says that to you then you can ask them well so what like maybe not that bluntly but the reason why you want to, you could say that is well yes whether Christians are hypocrites or not, it doesn't really disprove whether Jesus is Lord and Savior, whether Jesus really rose from the dead. Like, it's, it's kind of just a jab, uh, and it doesn't quite kind of, um, how do I call it, doesn't break down any kind of central truth of Christianity. So if someone, you know, takes a moral, like a jab at you, you know, you could just ask them, well, so is there more? <laughs> you know, where, would, where are you going with this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think so. It's just getting them to elaborate, like, yeah, okay, so what point are you trying to make by pointing yeah. out that Christians are hypocrites? Like, yeah. there's hypocrites everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pro people probably, like, if I'm to be generous with my assumption, they probably have a bag like baggage behind that. They probably have mm. some sort of negative experience, which I would really love to get to the point where they're happy to talk about that. And so yeah. they, once they open that up, then hopefully they can move, move forward and kind of heal from that experience and then be, be ready to listen to the claims of Christianity. Yeah. Um, the last one, which is, we'll just kind of summarize it at the whole chapter as more sweat, less blood. Basically, he just says, the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in battle. In other words, train and keep, you know, keep working hard, keep kind of reflecting over um 
conversations and encounters you've had in the past, uh, think through how you'd like to speak so that you're not just misunderstood or sound like the Christian jargon guy. Um, be rational in the reasons that you give, like actually think through, or if someone says to you, did Jesus rise from the dead? Make sure you have, uh, try to remember parts from the Bible that proves it and try to remember the history or like the primary source documents and that sort of stuff. If you're, if that's going to be helpful, like do your research, um, basically it's, a, I'll take it as it's a work in progress, keep training, keep growing, keep implementing. Uh, and then hopefully as we get better and better, uh, we'll make less mistakes uh, in our future encounters. Mm. Uh, yeah. Final other thoughts, comments, reflections. Uh, that was pretty clear. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, basically, I guess the final thing that I would, I would say uh, from here is um, how I've really kind of been helped by this book is having a clearer idea as I look at the different relationships in my life. Um, on what the next step is. So it's, I wouldn't say it's like a flat kind of approach, which I would say was probably what I was more like prior to reading this book. Um, now I've got like, okay, here's, we, we need different approaches for different situations and different people. So like I've got, you know, some old friends and some um, family members who are long-term relationships who don't know Jesus. And so, okay, what do I do with them? Maybe it's just reconnecting with them getting building the relationship uh and then kind of prodding with certain questions you know have you can uh, you know we've spoken about jesus in the past would you be happy to talk about it again for example like that could be something i could do that's one set of relationships another set of relationships is like okay there are very new ones like in our current neighborhood uh and uh school you know our our elders have started uh, primary school and so that could be another kind of place where we get to know parents uh, and our communities and so what do we do with that um, similar I guess building relationships and just kind of staying in that sphere for a while and then what do you do in the kind of hostile space like I think a lot of us don't like evangelism because we're scared of the hostility that comes with it well if I think back to some tactics we can implement there's the professor's ploy which is in summary you can be a learner uh, you can say you know Oh, okay. Just keep, just stay in question mode. Just keep asking questions. Cause at that point you're not really going in on, on the offensive. Uh, you could, that's one thing. Another thing could be like, you know, could you just, um, you're using a lot of technical terms. I don't understand. Could you slow it down? So, just cause I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Uh, and then the last one is like, well, hopefully at some point you can start to point out their flaws and then you might get somewhere like all in all, really, it's just to say, I think how this book has helped me is it's just given me a bit more confidence in knowing how to approach kind of any situation and any person. And so, yeah, if you haven't read it, uh, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, recommend you to, uh, it's really helpful just to have, um, especially cause we want to be reaching as many people as we can, uh, with the good news of Jesus. And there's kind of no one size fits all approach to evangelism. I, I like the idea of what you started with. It's like a, a toolbox where you know you can get everything out that you need and, and i think this this is a book that does it now now that i've read it i can always get back to it and if i forget something i can just sketch back to that particular tool <laughs> or tactic mm -hmm. and, and really read through that and, and then read that sweat it out <laughs> yeah. myself out and uh, yeah can use it and so yeah it's a good resource for a good toolbox mm -hmm. um, to, to grab things out 
might not need it. We still have plenty of copies at church. So if you want one, let us know. Uh, if you're in our community and you, you don't know where we are, we're a Cabramatta Anglican Church. We have plenty of copies, but you don't have to get it from us. You can just order online. It's not too expensive. Uh, yeah, we, we highly recommend it. Um, I guess the... Uh, I think oh, like go, maybe last, last thing from me yeah. is like, you know, you know how like with exercise and stuff, mm. like regular exercise, mm. like I think he always tells me it's always better if there's a buddy, right? You'll yeah. be more disciplined and yeah. like you actually work harder when there's someone else there to exercise with you. And, and I think I just want to encourage people from our congregation. Like, you know, if you do come across some kind of chat with a unbeliever and then they raise some objections that you, that you're not sure how to approach, just talk to someone from church and go, Oh, look, you know, I had this conversation. What do you reckon? And then just kind of like, you know, smash it around in the park and try to work out. Yeah. Well, how, how do we talk to this person about that? Cause we're not alone in this. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're community together. We all want to reach people for Jesus. Um, yeah, so yeah, be be. Let's talk about it together as a community. You know, like you know, ask ask us, ask someone else from church, and then pray for your friend. I think that's pretty good. Now that just about wraps up our podcast. Uh, we just want to give you a brief kind of just to share with you where we're up to with the future of this podcast, like we did last time. Uh, we're thinking, um, this podcast will, uh, well, let's just, uh, I'm rambling. What will it look like next year? Here are a couple of thoughts. Um, we're thinking that next year, this could be like a weekly devotional space where we uh, have like, say the text before us, we mark it up, uh, and we show kind of how we move from text to living application. Our hope with that is we can, um, help our people, uh, be better hearers and um, I guess appliers of God's word. Uh, that's one th kind of idea that we're, we're workshopping at the moment. Uh, we're hoping that could be like a weekly thing and just as a way to kind of go deep in the word and also kind of hear, um, I guess the pastors model how this word applies to our lives. Um, that's one idea. Uh, another idea as well, we could also sprinkle in um, certain hot topics. So for example, a hot topic right now is the vaccine passport. You know, how do we even process that? Uh, we might, you know, have, you know, like friends who are doctors join us on the podcast and give their opinion about, you know, medical opinion. Uh, we might marry that with like theological perspectives on kind of the church and the state. How do we love the vaccinated and unvaccinated? All those kind of things. It's complicated. Um, we're thinking like we could potentially have those topics time to time. Um, yeah, like that, that's kind of where we're up to with what we're thinking like with uh, the future of this podcast. Watch this space. Uh, if you have more ideas or suggestions, please let us know um, how to do that. You can always email us at comms, uh, that's C-O-M-M-S at cabra.church. Just let us know what, you, what you'd like to see. Uh, we'd love to hear from you um, and maybe you'll get to see it. And so, uh, unless anyone else has anything to add, uh, I, I reckon that just about wraps up our time. Uh, yep. Getting thumbs up, awesome. Yep. Uh, yep. So uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, thanks for journeying with us uh, as we've been going through tactics. Uh, we hope and pray that this will be helpful for you as we represent Christ, because uh, we're always ambassadors for Him. And yeah, we pray that this will bear much fruit for you, your ministries, and the churches, and all those who are listening in. Uh, we pray that it will be. Uh, fruitful for you in building up God's kingdom. 
And so uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, we hope you can tune in with us next year. Bye. 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 Bye.